the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Is it the best edition of The Ride Home, John? Uh, it's a live edition of The Ride Home. Mm-hmm. Right? We are here live and local. Yeah. High atop uh, 7 Parkway Center. It's very nice. Uh, it's been a long week, hasn't it? It has been a long week. Yeah, it just... We bade farewell to our producer, Christy Stockdale, yesterday. Right. This is day one we AC. Little, yeah, we have a little uh, AC. We have a little, um, we have a photograph up on uh, social media. If mm-hmm. you want to uh, mm-hmm. put a little message to Christy there, mm-hmm. be good to, uh, I'm sure she'd be happy to receive that. Yep. We all pitched in and bought her a farewell Maserati. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought it was the least, least we, we could, could do. What the heck? You know who had a Maserati? Who? was um uh the guy who coached the Jets. Can't remember his name right now. You see Maserati. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. Remember his his brother was the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys? No. I'm having a mental block as to what his name is. But you see Maserati's driving. I saw town. him in his Maserati. Did you? Here in uh, Pittsburgh? No, uh in New York. Oh. Yeah. And I I looked over and I was like see, and you look at that, I gotta be honest, and I think, okay, someone with his pocketbook. Statue. Yeah. I don't feel like Maserati is the best choice for him. What would it be? Well, if you I, had a choice, any any car, what, what are you going to choose? Ford GT, what? blue with a white stripe. What's a Ford GT? Well, you know, it's a sports car. Yeah, it's not known for its reliability. Oh yeah, sure. You sure, know, it has sure, a racing course, stripe. Right, 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 Jeremy right. Clarkson. Oh yeah, drove it in mm-hmm. one of the Top Gear episodes. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the Ford GT. Okay, or a very nice Audi sedan. Very nice. It's extremely yeah. classic. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I would enjoy that. What about an Aston? Very pretty. I was in California maybe three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I pulled into a parking lot and I pulled next to, and this is going to sound gross, but I'm telling you, it was a thing of beauty. It was a lavender hmm. Aston Martin really? sedan. See, it was beautiful. Really? Now, I'm, I'm not saying I would want a lavender car, but when you've got that much cash, right. that's just, that. I that's guess. like an ancillary car. It was very beautiful. Now, see, to be honest, I've reached the point where I'm kind of like, meh. You don't care about cars anymore. Well, I mean, not to own something because I would be like. Well, not to own. I'm driving a Chevy Equinox. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like I am I park here in the parking lot. Somebody every day who I park next to takes up two parking spots. They park in the middle because they don't want to get that car. That's I mean, so I, annoying. I get that. I mean, I, there's That's plenty so of parking spots. Because yeah, they don't want I somebody find... to open the door and whack into that I car. Don't like that I don't want to carry that thing with right. me. Right. No, I don't want to either. Right, it would make me so. If you have like a really nice car, then you have to be kind of nervous. That yeah, I mean, if I was you, if I was bringing you. the lavender Aston Martin in here to the office, not the Equinox, right? That no. would things would change. I'm fine with it now. You know, it's like there was a time you kind of don't go, you look at a car and say, "Well, it's, oh, a beautiful it's beautiful. Car. It's a gorgeous car. There are many beautiful cars out there. Works of art for sure. Yeah, 
But do I care about like oh, okay like my my, my it's wife's not, certainly going, not my top priority as no. far as where it's I'm going to get from point A to point B. I'll get there, you know, because right. you know that Maserati's going to hit the same pothole that I'm going to hit. Still though, if you've got a sir, I, I felt like it was I felt like it was a mistake on his part to go for the Maserati. <laughs> if you live in Pittsburgh and you do see them around, I do believe it's a mistake to have a Maserati in Pittsburgh. That's my stand for the day. What because of the salt in the winter? Just because and everything. of everything. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. It's, you're not driving a Maserati in, you know, February, are you? Well, I don't know. What, Gary, would you be driving a Maserati in winter? Yeah, Gary, you're a car guy. I would be, no, I wouldn't, because mm-hmm. I'd have multiple cars. Exactly. You have a, a Range Rover, right? Your Range Rover for February, just to get around. All Rex right, so, Ryan. Oh, yeah, Rex Ryan. Rex sure. Ryan, he's the one who was driving mm-hmm. the Maserati. You got news? He had a little cap on, hmm. his little Jets cap. Very nice. Okay, I do have news. All right, good. Without further ado then, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. For Friday, mm-hmm. August 26th. Mm-hmm. That's close to the end of August. Did you hear how I said that? 26th, yes. 2022. Number one, Russian President Vladimir Putin has issued a decree ordering the Russian military to boost troop levels by 137,000 to 1.15 million. Imagine your son, your son in Russia. As the country's military, which has taken enormous casualties in recent months, prepares, it would seem, for an extended conflict in Ukraine. The decree from the Russian president did not specify where the additional recruits would come from or what the rationale was from today's dispatch. Number two, mm-hmm. performing an abortion, John is now a felony punishable by up to life in prison in the state of Texas after that state's trigger law, which has only narrow exceptions to save the life of a pregnant patient, went into effect yesterday. The trigger law criminalizes performing an abortion from the moment of fertilization unless the pregnant patient, I would say woman, reading here from the Texas Tribune, I'm just going to say woman, is facing a life-threatening physical condition aggravated by, caused by, or arising from a pregnancy. The statute specifically prohibits, this is important to say, prosecuting a pregnant woman who undergoes an abortion. So that's kind of interesting to see how that will unfold there in Texas. Um, The civil fine uh, that I think is about $100,000 is going to be maybe the first thing that gets challenged, John, because there are a lot of people who are local enforcement officers who are saying they're not going to enforce the law. So what happens to us when we decide that we we get to pick what laws we enforce and don't enforce? That's the state of uh, laws in America, is it not? We'll follow that story. Number three. A California law enforcement association revoked Paul Pelosi's lifetime membership, saying his conduct during his May DUI arrest, quote, reflected poorly on the group. You think? Now, uh, Paul Pelosi, married to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was arrested on the evening of May 28th after he was involved in a car crash that injured another driver. Court documents show that at the time of his, uh, I don't know if he was arrested at the time, before he was arrested, he tried to flash his CHP 1199 membership card when um, responding to highway patrol officers arrived at the scene, hoping to like oh, yeah. get a better, a better deal, right? Of course, after that, he was actually arrested. This was the comment by the Law Enforcement Association. They said, the mere presentation of his 1199 Foundation ID credentials to law enforcement made it appear he was presenting them for preferential treatment, whether that was the case or not. Have you seen the video? I have not seen the video. Shoot, what do you he think? He was ripped. Was he? Oh, 
like he didn't kill himself or somebody else. Seriously. Did it was the video showing him presenting the card? I did not see that. I mean, why else would he be presenting the card? Of course, that's why he's presenting sure. the card. And number four, the Moonshot Museum, Pennsylvania's first space museum scheduled to open its doors to the public October 15th. Oh. Pittsburgh-based robotics company Astrobotic is behind the museum, which will place a heavy emphasis on interactive experiences, including sending visitors on simulated lunar missions. A glass wall will allow visitors to see actual lunar landers being built and ready to fly to the moon. And that is your top four at four. I cannot wait. Super exciting. To see it. Very nice. Okay. I, I absolutely love it. We have a, a date soon with uh, the people from um, the museum. Yeah, from Astrobotic. Yeah. Great. Very good. And they're going to tell us what it's going to be like. Maybe they're going to let us sneak in before opening day. Do you think they will? Wait, on the rocket itself? No, I don't think on the rocket. <laughs> right. But like we're still always on the way to the moon. I, I kind of meant just in the museum. Maybe so, yeah. Little. This is what they said, though. You want to hear this quote? Yeah, it's a good please. one. Pittsburgh does hard things. Pittsburgh builds hard things. We build spaceships here, buildings here, bridges here, and now we're building a whole new model for workforce development and career readiness for the space industry in Pittsburgh. Fabulous. I mean, we were part of this way back in the 1960s right. with Rockwell International. Exactly. We've talked to Andy Masick many times from the Heinz History Center about that very thing. Yep. And so it's good that uh, we've got another seat uh, on the moon with the uh, Pittsburgh Industry Industry Year Astrobotics. Okay, uh, speaking Speaking of Andy. Andy Masick will join us shortly from the Senator John Hines History Center. We're going to talk about uh, David McCullough, one of Pittsburgh's favorite sons. W-O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. We all need Jesus. New music from Danny Goki. We all need Jesus. Save God from Elevation Worship. And build a boat from Colton Dixon. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443-0700. Pitt Cycles is now home to BMW Motorcycles. Join me, John Steigerwald, September 1st, 4 to 6 p.m. for the grand opening of their newly redesigned BMW showroom. I'll be broadcasting live and giving away great prizes, including $100 dining certificates to Fox Chapel's Brick and Barrel and McKee's Rock's Jabby Joe's. And somebody's going to win a $400 remote starter or detailing package from Team Knotts in Castle Shannon. September 1st, Pitt Cycles in Warrendale. Visit PittsCycles.com. Pitt Cycles! Okay, so how crazy high are these gas prices right now, right? I mean, I filled up my car the other day, and I thought for that price, I could buy a couple of pairs of Skechers and pretty much walk everywhere. Plus, unlike gas, not only Skechers affordable, they also last a really long time. Skechers are extremely durable, and many are machine washable, and they're so comfortable. With comfort features like Skechers' famous air-cooled memory foam, relaxed fit, wide fit, arch fit, plus so many other fits and features. Find your perfect pair of Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. All of us come from somewhere. 
All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Robinson Township Christian School. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. If you are someone who likes to read, or you're someone who's engaged in watching documentary films, or maybe it's a Pittsburgher who knows Pittsburghers, then you know the name David McCullough and his imprint here in Western Pennsylvania, truly across the world with his works. David passed away just a short while ago, and here to talk to us about David McCullough is Andy Masick. Andy's a regular guest on our show, president of the Senator John Hines History Center. And Andy, welcome back. It's good to be with you. Andy, I am so sorry. You, I want to extend my condolences to you. I know that you and David were friends uh, and had been friends for a long time. I'm sure this must have been a really sad time for you. Um, and I know it's it's helpful for all of us uh, to remember the tremendous accomplishments of the man, but I'm sure you miss him at the same time. Boy, you don't know the half of it. Uh, David McCullough was uh, America's favorite historian, certainly, as, as John pointed out, those those books and those hundred film documentaries and the performances that he put mm-hmm. on on stage as he regaled us with stories of the past without a note. Without one note. Sight. was outrageous. Yeah. And yet he was also a friend and mentor to me and a great uh, visionary for uh, the Heinz History Center. It was he who really gave us the idea and the the momentum we needed to launch this place really? 25 years ago. And he was one of the architects of the History Center as we know it because he felt that Pittsburgh – needed a first-class museum. It was a city, a region with a a history that uh, no other city in America could equal, and he felt like it needed a museum to tell its story. And so he was very proud of uh, his role in creating the History Center and helping, I think, in some ways, restoring Pittsburghers' confidence and pride uh, during a time when, well, our our pride and our confidence was a little shaken uh, 25 years ago. Andy, I did not know that. I'm really happy to hear that, that David had such an impact, uh, the visionary for the Heinz History Center. Can you go a little deeper into that? I mean, um, uh, the conversation among the principal people who put the Heinz History Center together, people who are from Pittsburgh or know Pittsburgh and love Pittsburgh, what were those early days like of sort of throwing ideas around? Yeah, you know, the History Center began as the Historical Society of Western Pennsylvania, which goes back to 1879. 
And for many, many years, it existed in Oakland on Bigelow Boulevard in the shadow of the Soldiers and Sailors Hall right next to the 20, 20th Century Club uh, across the street from the Syria Mosque. Mm-hmm. And it was a tiny little place that was uh, really a library and archive. And it was mostly volunteers that uh, ran it. Uh, but the early founders of the modern history center uh, soon got with David McCullough and David said, yeah, we got to do something big, equal to Pittsburgh's presence in American history. And so with David's help, uh, they raised funds. He went to the foundations here in Pittsburgh and beyond. And we purchased the old Chautauqua Lake Ice Company warehouse in the Strip District. And this was a huge, empty brick building that once stored ice cut from Chautauqua Lake in the wintertime. Hmm. And uh, and David had the vision. Uh, there's a great picture of him wearing a hard hat with all the blueprints of the building uh, under his arm with that great smile mm-hmm. and that confidence that he exuded. And boy, it was his confidence that gave sort of the rest of us the confidence that yeah, we could make a go of this thing, as big a task as it did seem. Fabulous. Andy, I've told this story uh, briefly on the air in the past, but I, I had just a, a very quick encounter with David and his wife. Uh, I was coming home from a long trip overseas, and I got onto the um, uh, the airport tram in the middle of the day, and uh, there was David and his wife, the three of us alone in the tram. And to be honest, you know, I, I'm not a person who's generally starstruck by celebrities. But I, all, all I could do was muster a hello. I mean, as you know, David um, and his wife, whenever you saw them, they were always impeccable in their presentation. Yeah. There was something that was beautiful about the both of them. It harkened back to another time in America. And you had come, you were, you were coming oh, back from, from Ethiopia. <laughs> I look like, you know, something the cat dragged in. And there I am standing next to David McCullough. Well, David had that, that gift uh, to... Uh, engage with people, people who would come up to him on the street. I was often with him when when admirers would see us across the room at a restaurant or on the street or after a, a lecture. And uh, he would look them right in the eye and he would make them feel uh, special. Hmm. And, and he listened to their stories. He, it wasn't one of those, he wasn't a glad hander that you know, just <laughs> shook your hand and said, oh, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, it was he, he really listened uh, to people. And I think that was one of the keys to his success as a writer and as a performer and as a documentarian. Um, he he understood the audience. He listened to the audience. Uh, and if you ever attended one of his lectures, you know that the best part of the lecture was after he made his uh, remarks, the Q&A, uh, because he could on the fly uh, extemporize and come up with the, the best history stories, uh, witticisms, and, and make it relevant to the situation or the audience at hand. When, when he was a little boy, his father here in Pittsburgh, uh, McCullough Electric, uh, Hax McCullough was his father, and he loved Pittsburgh, and he would tell the the boys, David and his four brothers, stories about Pittsburgh people and history. 
And as far back as David could remember, he remembers uh, the story of the Johnstown flood that his father mm-hmm. told him. And on his plate was uh, a mashed potato lake with gravy in it <laughs> and, you know, peas uh, all over the plate. And David remembers mashing open that uh, dam, letting the gravy flood onto the peas oh and God. shouting, it's the Johnstown flood. <laughs> <laughs> so it, he got it very early, the, both the storytelling uh, ability and the love for history, which, of course, comes out in all of his, his books and films, beginning with the Johnstown flood. That was his first book in 1968. That's Andy Masick, president and CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution right here in Pittsburgh. We're talking about the impact of the late David McCullough. Uh, I remember the uh, Johnstown flood book because I remember seeing it at the Carnegie Library um, when I was probably, I don't know, I would say in college. Um, But I never read that book. I still haven't read that book. Um, I the first book I picked up by him was John Adams, and it was probably in the early 90s, and I was at my in-law's house, and it was a quiet weekend. I didn't have any kids then, and I sat down, and I could not get over how you mentioned his storytelling. I mean, that's just the essence of what those books are. It's just a riveting story, and you think, oh, I'm going to open up a book. It's going to be some dry you know, set of facts and dates on it. That is not the way David saw history, nor is that the way he told uh, he told it. And um, so talk about – and so I, I want to say that's my favorite of his books. I also really – of course, 1776 is so great. It's hard to pick. Um, talk about your what you've read, what your favorites of his works are. Well, you know, it is hard to choose. Uh, David's Pulitzer Prizes, and he won two of them, were for Truman and John Adams. Uh, but I have to say that uh, one of my favorite books is Mornings on Horseback, 1981. Uh, it's the life of young Theodore Roosevelt. And, uh, you know, you think of Teddy Roosevelt, Charge Up San Juan Hill, kind of a you know, bully pulpit, uh, you know, carry a big stick president. Uh, But he was uh, this frail little boy whose parents were deathly afraid that he would die one night from uh, asthma. He he suffered terrible asthma attacks, turning blue and just barely breathing. And uh, the the trauma and tragedy of that within their family uh, in his early years really shaped his life. And then he became kind of a, a health and fitness uh, guru and went out west and uh, rode horses and did rodeo and uh, became a real man's man uh, in that era and then did go on to uh, ride up San Juan Hill uh, during the Spanish-American War and become president. Uh, But the very personal, intimate story that he told about this great public figure put him in a totally different light uh, for me. And as a parent, I could relate to uh, the the story of this uh, frail child and the terror of his parents uh, who... uh, thought that they were going to lose him. So that, that's one of my favorites. Fabulous. Andy Masick from the Heinz History Center. So, Andy, um, I'm sure there's been a lot of conversation at the History Center and the Smithsonian. Uh, are there any plans underway to honor David? 
There are, and in some ways, the whole history center is a monument to David McCullough. Uh, every nook and cranny, every exhibit, uh, every artifact in it, um, David helped us all along the way uh, make this place. And I think it is the best tribute uh, to David. We'll be doing some programs uh, in the coming year, uh, remembering his books and his life and times. Uh, you mentioned uh, his wife, Rosalie, who was so much a part of his life. Mm-hmm. And, and sadly, she died two months before David. Wow. Uh, it's one of those matches made of, in heaven, and it's, it's altogether fitting. And, and he would have wanted it that way for them to, to go out together. Uh, he was 89 years old. And uh, one of the, you know, he won the Presidential Medal of Freedom and Pulitzer Prizes and Oh, honorary degrees beyond counting. But one of the things that he cherished the most was the naming of the 16th Street Bridge mm. here in Pittsburgh in his honor. I love it. So that's the David McCullough Bridge. And I sort of celebrate David McCullough every time I drive over that bridge <laughs> and see the wonderful sculptures on the top of it because he loved architecture and he loved bridges. Of course, he wrote in 1972, The Great Bridge, which was the story of the building of the Brooklyn Bridge yeah. by a Pittsburgh family, the, the Roebling family, a father and son, who made, who invented wire rope or, or steel cable and made the Brooklyn Bridge, that wonderful monument, uh, possible. So uh, I think David McCullough is with us all, uh, and every time we read his books, and watch his 100 documentary uh, films or come to his museum here in Pittsburgh, uh, I think that's the time to pay tribute Mm -hmm. to America's favorite historian. Wonderful. At your kind invitation, Andy, John and I have spent some wonderful afternoons and evenings at the History Center. We sure have. And one of my very favorite is being there for David. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I I have to say this personally. You mentioned it at the start of the segment. John and I have talked about it. I bet we've talked about this 15 times. The The way that David McCullough, at the age of, he was probably 83 at mm. that point. It was the Wright Brothers. It was the Wright Brothers it. book, right? Oh, yeah. that had just, right. Um, he talked for 60 minutes with not one note about the Wright Brothers and then answered questions for another 60. And I thought, So much fun. I couldn't, I, I, there's no way that I would have the cognitive capacity to do that at my age. I, it just was shocking to me that he was so capable. He's one of those people, I just have to be honest and say, I just thought he'd never die. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just looked, yeah. he was just, he was such a force, such an incredible talent. You know, as a boy growing up here in Pittsburgh, he, he wondered, would he be a painter an actor, an architect, or a writer. Uh, He wanted to be all those things. And in the end, he really was all those Hmm. things. Uh, uh, The architect part, you know, loving that uh, Brooklyn Bridge and and helping to build the History Center. And he painted. He was a watercolorist uh, until the day he died. Uh, Beautiful uh, watercolors. And uh, I, I had always wanted to do an exhibit of David McCullough painting someday, and we may still uh, do that. Um, he also had that acting ability. Uh, yes, you, he you did. You saw it when yep. 
you know, he he knew how to engage an audience yep, and performer, hold yep. them in the palm of his hand. Yep, took a stage. And boy, that's a talent. Uh, and so he was all those things that uh, he wanted to be as uh, a boy, uh, but uh, he really excelled as a writer, mm-hmm. um, telling stories uh, through words uh, on the written page. And the thing that troubled him in his uh, later years was that Americans didn't seem to appreciate um, their history and the the shoulders of the giants that we stand on uh, today uh, and the work that we have uh, ahead of us to preserve this republic and to carry on the work of those who came before. And so he was really on a mission in many ways to um, to tell the story of Americans in a way that would inspire future generations. And I really think he, he achieved that goal. Uh, his book, Brave Companions, uh, his uh, book, 1776, you mentioned it, uh, Kathy, and, and getting a, a different view of George Washington and and uh, Adams and and Hamilton, uh, and then uh, the Wright brothers. Uh, who knew that the, the Wright brothers uh, wouldn't have done what they did if it hadn't been for their sister, uh, who <laughs> helped them along every step of the way? Uh, and then his last book was The Pioneers. And he, he took some flack for this because uh, the pioneers were about the people who uh, came through Pittsburgh and settled in Ohio and uh, opened the frontier, uh, built farms and communities. And uh, in this day and age, that pioneering generation is kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh, suspect. There are people who are, yeah, they're suspect. Yes. Uh, and, and there are lots of critics out there uh, saying, well, were they the bad guys or right. the good guys? Uh, well, in, in David McCullough's mind and in his writing, it's pretty clear that these people were heroic. Uh, it was amazing what they accomplished by the dint of hard work and uh, inspiration and vision. Uh, they carved the civilization out of a wilderness, uh, sometimes running roughshod over Native people, sometimes in cooperation uh, with uh, the Natives. Uh, but these are people uh, to be admired or at least, at the very least, to be understood. Very good. Andy, thank you so much. We really appreciate your presence here and the advocacy and the work that David has done for not only Pittsburgh, but across the country and the world and uh, your work with him as well. So thank you for your time here to illuminate David McCullough. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Our pleasure as always. Andy Masick, he's the president of the Senator John Hines History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. The John Kane exhibition still going on. Highly recommended. Take the family down to the History Center. Are you ready to go to prison for three years for doing this work? Carrying Bibles into countries like China or Iran is an act of direct defiance to communist and Muslim governments opposing Christianity. Every brave soul who attempts it must ask themselves, am I willing to accept the consequences? If they arrest me, am I willing to go the distance? Pray God will go before these couriers, enabling them to deliver his word to those who are desperate for its message of hope. 
Shine the light of God's Word in the darkest places today. Just $6 sends a Bible to a persecuted believer. $60 will send 10. Call 800-279-1969. That's 800-279-1969. Or click on the Voice of the Martyrs banner at wordfm.com. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face to face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855 565 I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Expect a thunderstorm around this evening, then areas of fog late. It will be humid with a nighttime low of 63. Areas of morning fog tomorrow. Otherwise, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 81. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 63. Mostly sunny skies for Sunday. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Time now for this or that. It's our weekly foray into the ridiculousness. <laughs> I've got a list. Kath yeah. has a list. It really doesn't mean anything. It's not a psychological litmus test or anything. It might be, actually. Well, there could be psychiatric professionals listening right now, developing their own judgment. <laughs> Standing by. All right. Here's my list for you, Kath. Okay. Wait. Should I? <clears throat> Settle uh, self in. All right. I'm ready. Saying hello. Saying goodbye. Hello. Mm. Ten hours of streaming. Ten hours of sleep. Oh, well, I've been choosing ten hours of streaming lately, which could have something to do with why I feel kind of ill today. Mm-hmm. Ten hours of streaming? Uh-huh. Late April. Late August. 
I'm going to say late August. Mm. I am. Okay. You look disturbed by that. No, no, it's fine. Okay. So you're this or that. A gas-powered car. An electric car. A gas-powered car. I just... I, call me a traditionalist. <laughs> Take the elevator. Take the steps. You mean, what does that mean? What should I do? Or what? Um, what your choice. Well, you should take the steps. But my bag is heavy. And when I come in, you guys, I don't, it's just. So you'll be doing. Take the elevator. Uh, <laughs> shoulder pads. Leg warmers. <laughs> well, that was a bad era, mm, wasn't it? The, the it's 80s. really hard. Mm. Um, I think of like David Bowie when I think of shoulder pads. Mm. And leg warmers, of course, Jennifer. Uh, What's her name? Who was Aniston. in Flashdance? No, who was in oh, Flashdance? Jennifer Beale. Right. You, did you rock the shoulder pants? Uh, I had both, actually, mm. though not at the same time. Here comes a lady with um, big shoulders. I, I, choose the, um, I choose the shoulder pants, John. Mm, of course you did. Rick Springfield. <laughs> His birthday was this week. Neil Diamond. Oh, Rick Springfield. Yeah. You know I don't like Neil. <laughs> Sorry. End of summer sale. Getting ready to pull your fall clothes out. Uh, end of summer sale. Mm. Kids home for the summer. The Empty Nest. Well, they're... This or that? Kids home for the summer, I guess. Right. Sticking to the household budget. Free spending. Free spending. <laughs> I want to say sticking to the household budget like I want to say taking the steps. <laughs> Shrimp scampi. <laughs> kale salad. Sadly, now it's kale salad, people. Mm-hmm. Morning prayers. Evening, evening prayer. prayers. I'm go. not real good in the morning, John. Right. You know that. That's, you know I'm not very good in the morning. Very nice. That's my this for that. Is that what it is? That's it. Uh, John, yesterday we bid farewell to our producer, Strict. Stri- her name's Christy Stockdale. I couldn't get it out. How, how quickly you forget her name. I just couldn't get it Gone out. Gone and forgotten. So now we're between producers. Yes. And, you know, all the elements of the show, everything's going just fine. And it oh, will continue yeah. to go just fine. Management's because got this. Gar- Gary has it. But let's be honest, personally, you and I are flailing. <laughs> just a bit. Okay. And so I, I've prepared this for you, John. Oh, the, everything's coming unhinged edition oh. <laughs> of this or that. Depending upon what day of the week it is. Number one. All right. Gas leak or flooded basement? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, man. It's going to be a good list, John. Uh, <laughs> a gas leak. Do you, yeah, you sure, think right. so? Yeah, so you can... yeah, yeah, please. Number two, flat tire or mm. out of gas? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go out of gas. Because yeah. <laughs> you've been there. Yeah. Number three, uh, in the middle of summer, both of your sons move out and you're the only one left to mow your enormous lawn. Mm-hmm. Or it's the middle of winter, you run out of salt for your enormous driveway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm doing the lawn. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, probably the best choice. Easier. I was hoping you weren't going to choose the pick. Number four, mm-hmm. The Masked Singer or Love Island? Oh, they're both horrible. Well, it's the everything yeah. coming unhinged edition. So. Uh, I'll do uh, Masked Singer. Will you? Well, I thought with your penchant for dating shows, well, maybe you'd no, go Love just, Island. It's too weird. Number five, yeah. While Walking in the Dark, Slam Your Toe into the Foot of Your Bed mm. or Paper Cut? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the paper cut. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. Are you? Okay. And the shock of that toe. Holy smokes. Number six, mm-hmm. carbon emission or GMO? Oh, my goodness gracious. Neither. This or that, John? Carbon emission. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Uh, continuing the Everything's Coming Unhinged edition, yep. uh, number seven, the Escape Skippy Your Turtle oh. 
who left his tank in the night and was MIA for three months, mm-hmm. or the escape of Pip, your bird, Mm-mm. who took flight outside when you thought his wings were clipped. Yeah, uh, the escape turtle was far less tense. Uh, I'll do the escape turtle. Slow-mo. Number eight. Mm. The Kardashians or the Duggars? Oh. Can I just ignore them nope. both? this or that, John. Uh, I'm doing the Kardashians. Number nine. I can't believe you said that. Number nine. Boils or a goiter? <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> this is the worst. I am- Boils. Okay, and number 10. Yeah. John Fetterman or Dr. Oz? Oh, please. Bring it. Uh, Yeah. Oz. Oh, my gosh. 101.5 WORD. Where things are really cooking, as well as baking, frying, and grilling. Got a favorite recipe you'd like to share? A longtime favorite family recipe. It could win you a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. If you love being around a hot stove. Being in the kitchen cooking, I really love that. Enter the Your Favorite Recipe sweepstakes today. Not only could you win lots of new cookware and cutlery, but your recipe could be published. Just go to wordfm.com slash yummy. That's wordfm.com slash yummy. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarustpittsburgh.com before bamboo hr <laughs> feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different ports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's free me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS. Study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. 
We spend far much, uh, far too much time online. Far too much time. My, sometimes my eyes like. Are my eyes bleeding because I'm watching Maybe the screen? Maybe they are. Feels that way sometimes. Anyway, so we, we, we do enjoy Twitter, for better or worse. Yeah, we get a lot of our ideas for the mm-hmm. show. We've yep. met a lot of our guests. From Twitter. From Twitter. It's a good way to contact people. It There's is. no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we call this segment, The Best of Twitter Likes. D.L. Mayfield, who's been a guest on our oh, show sure, before, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, she posted, The Bible is unclear about a lot of things but not about predatory loans. So we know, uh, you know, with those, sure. you know. Sidewalk, ex- corner store places. Exactly. Right, cash or check here. Our friend Charlie Camosi t- retweeted her tweet, and mm-hmm. he said, a good reason to focus on payday loan companies instead of ruling by fiat that U.S. taxpayers must give $10,000 to Harvard Law, Harvard Law graduates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd be a lot better off if yeah. we focused on the former, not the latter. You got that right, 100%. All right, uh, someone I follow, Linda Fromm, she says this, moved my daughter into her college dorm today. There is one all-male bathroom and one all-gender bathroom on her floor because at her progressive U.S. college, women need to take a back seat to the needs and wants of everyone else. Right. So there's there there's a men's room, yeah. there's an all-gender room, and there's no women's room. Right. Mm-hmm. That's on the floor of the dorm room. Can you imagine? No. I'm speechless. What the heck? You're what? paying big money to do that? What is... <sighs> makes me so mad. Leanna Wen tweeted, Many on Twitter have asked, How did I go from being extremely cautious with COVID-19 precautions for nearly two years to now resuming pre-pandemic activities, including not masking my young kids at school? Now, Leanna Wen was the president of Planned Parenthood oh, sure. for a very short period of time. Like six months. Right, before she decided that she didn't really like how much Planned Parenthood liked abortion. Um, anyway, she's written a really interesting article in the Washington Post hmm. about why she decided to let her kids go without masks. Interesting. From a physician's perspective, if you're a parent and you're trying to figure out what to do about your kids in this era yeah. and how to think about it, I highly Highly recommend her perspective on this. Basically, the bottom line of it is, John, she said, if I keep putting my kids in masks, I'm taking away part of their childhood. I'm taking I'm hurting their development in a lot of other ways. And I feel like we're in a position with covid where they can manage it. We can manage it. The masks are going out. Okay, good. That's good advice. Okay, Courtney Ellis says this. She tweeted, got a notice from my kid's school that picture day is next week. So I held to our annual tradition of writing it on the calendar so we can still forget and all show up with bedhead. <laughs> this is good. Mari, Mariana Z tweeted, I hate when I walk into the kitchen for food and only find ingredients. <laughs> oh, boy. Isn't that always a yes, sad thing? Yes. I'm really kind of hungry. Oh, yes. I've got to make something. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Katie McCoy tweets, everyone's a fan of Jesus until he, until he makes moral demands on our lives. Oh, yeah. Everybody says Jesus is a great teacher. Oh, my homeboy. Right? He's right. great. And all heck? of a sudden you read what he says and wait a minute. Uh, that doesn't fit in with what I'm trying to do here, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. then what do you do at that point? Do you say, I don't like Jesus anymore? Or do you just say, I refuse to. Right. You get real or you walk away. It. Or do you struggle through it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Haste tweeted this. Mm-hmm. This morning, our three year old daughter asked if we could pray and then proceeded to sing the lyrics to Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> Perhaps it's always been a lament, and we all just never realized. 
<laughs> it is kind of a lament. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, depending upon the perspective. Way. All right, Tim Keller, who we know and love. When you come to the Bible, you need to shake your mind free from human, political, or ideological categories. Liberal, socialist, conservative, populist. The Bible does not fit fully in any of them, and you should not be trying to read the Bible through those kinds that's, of glasses. That's so true. And we all do it. Of course. We all do it. There's not a one of us that doesn't do that. I want to connect. I want to uh, identify with this. Yes. And I want to think that I'm right. Yeah. That's it. And God give us the humility to go to the word of God and say, you, God, can be the ruler. And I have to just do what you say. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Michael Warburton tweeted this. In 2006, a high school English teacher asked students to write a famous author Hmm. to ask for advice. Kurt Vonnegut was the only one to respond, and his reply was a doozy. This letter that Kurt Vonnegut wrote to this student and this school is so excellent. I'm just going to highlight one part of it. He talks about practice any art, practice any music, singing, dancing, acting, drawing, painting, sculpting, poetry, write fiction, write an essay, no matter how well or how badly, not to get money and fame, but to experience becoming to find out what's inside you oh. and to make your soul grow. Oh, that's fabulous. Okay. Daniel Silliman, who we know, he works for CT. He said, this week in the life of my Appalachian church, I volunteered for a committee and now I'm the chair of that committee. <laughs> okay. And then someone follows up and says, my old church on more than one occasion had new visitors singing in the choir on the first Sunday they visited. <laughs> one first time. One first-timer sang a solo. It was their first Sunday. <laughs> Get on up here. Oh, Let's all sing together. That is awesome. Right, and that's, that's the best Twitter. stuff we saw on Twitter this week. Appears as though the school season is upon us. Hmm. And if you are the parent of a, a rising senior and you're thinking about school season and next year. Where are we going to be? Are we behind? Maybe we should have figured out where... He's going to go by now. Right. And uh, I know she's a motivated student, so let's go on the school tour carnival ride. And all of a sudden you find yourself two, three, four, five different schools, colleges, universities. Might we say, put Grove City College on that list. Mm-hmm. It's not that far from the city of Pittsburgh. Fabulous campus. Beautiful campus. Truly, in the middle of it all, though, are a bunch of people who are believers in Jesus Christ, and the curriculum runs through everything that is Mm Christ-centered. High science, arts, you name it, the heft of intellectualism is alive and well at Grove City College. And also, if you're looking for a community for your child, you're looking for a community of people who are just like your kid, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to to follow Jesus and how to be really good in their particular line of work, this is the school to consider because you've got unbelievably talented, dedicated faculty. You've got a small college campus. They're going to get a lot of education, a lot of attention, a lot of community. GCC.edu, Grove City College.
My Pillow's having their biggest sheet sale of the year. Hey, this is John Hall. You've all helped build My Pillow into this amazing company, and now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bed sheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at eighty nine ninety eight, but is now only thirty nine ninety eight with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable, have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Hey, we've got uh, Washington Wild Things Faith and Family Night tickets to give away. We got a, a family four pack uh, Saturday, September 3rd. So, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Uh, on that evening, the Wild Things are going to play the Windy City Thunderbolts. I mean, that's a reason just to show up. Uh, also, a 20th anniversary poster giveaway. And uh, drop by the Word FM booth for a chance to win additional prizes. But it's a great night out, the Washington Wild Things. We're going to uh, give away tickets now. Uh, what, caller what? Uh, let's do caller number five. Okay. Uh, 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Uh, a family four-pack, okay? So uh, you want to take your, your family out or your friends out. Family four-pack for next Saturday, Washington Wild Things uh, Faith and Family Night, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Let's give those tickets away now, okay? Big news from NBC this afternoon, released by the Wall Street Journal shortly before the show started. NBC is considering reducing the number of hours, John, it programs in prime time. Um, NBC is considering stopping all 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. programming. Really? Yeah, and giving those seven hours a week to local stations to program. No kidding. So now since TV started... Right. NBC, CBS and ABC have always had the 10 o'clock slot was like the big slot where right. everybody like the big drama. Right. That everybody was Sing watching. Elsewhere. Right. Exactly. Whatever. Right. right. Um, no longer. Holy so now it's, it hasn't been uh, definitively stated. This is what's happening. But they're definitely considering the talks are preliminary. Um, if they do decide to drop the hour, apparently they would move the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon up earlier to 11 o'clock so that would start maybe at ten thirty. oh really oh local news yeah really? right what a concession by the network i know it to saying like we're, we're in a different world with we streaming. surrender i mean that's really something um it would also give them a jump if jimmy fallon came on earlier sure. than stephen colbert and jimmy kimmel on the other two stations i gotta be honest i, I don't watch any i don't Me watch neither. live television no i don't watch live television either except right. sports yeah 
We right, do watch that's the that. Only time. We do watch but that. I don't even watch like the late night shows. No, me neither. I only right. watch little clips on YouTube. Yeah. Um, apparently, cost cutting is a factor behind the discussion. Of course. Um, because they don't want to be putting content, like money into content that nobody's watching from yeah. 10 to 11. But the other thing is sports programming is getting so expensive for networks. Mm. Um, it's going to cost $350 million for NBC to carry Big Ten football this year. So they figure, uh, we'll put the money into sports and let the streaming people carry all the content. Holy smokes. Okay, that's our 4 o'clock hour of the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Coming up uh, in just a little bit, we're going to talk with Paul McNulty about being a peacemaker as believers. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Investments.com. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Very quick reaction today from former President Donald Trump following the release of redacted documents from the Justice Department concerning the FBI search of Trump's Florida home earlier in this month. The former president says, quote, affidavit heavily redacted, nothing mentioned on nuclear, total public relations centrifuge by the FBI and the DOJ. Some $286 million in fraudulent pandemic loans has been recovered by the Secret Service. Money has been returned to the Small Business Administration. An investigation found alleged conspirators submitted economic injury disaster loan applications by using fake employment and personal information. This is SRN News. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 30,000 families. And I guarantee you this, we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide. 800-478-7733. That's 800-478-7733. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarustpittsburgh.com windows 
tried Dynavite for gut health and immune support, and after a couple of weeks, our little gizmo was acting like a puppy again. His coat was shinier, he had a lot less scratching and shedding, and he seemed like his happy old self. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-491-6161. That's 800-491-6161. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Expect a thunderstorm around this evening, then areas of fog late. It will be humid with a nighttime low of 63. Areas of morning fog tomorrow. Otherwise, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 81. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 63. Mostly sunny skies for Sunday. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. We are here live and local, Hiatop 7 Parkway Center. And uh, thanks for being along for the Friday edition. It's been a long week. Some weeks kind of go fly by. This week, you kind of like, we ground it out. Mm-hmm. Because it's Some we weeks are like that, yeah. Right, we say goodbye to our producer, and you kind of, oh, it's kind of emotionally weird. Exactly. Isn't it? It made I'm, me sad. The heck? I don't know. Oh, by the way, um, I did get two uh, messages today saying that people were not able to hear our five o'clock hour with our mm. producer who left yesterday, right. Christy Stockdale. <laughs> you can just check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. It's uh, at the 5.30 spot. All right. Um, this is weird. Okay. So the futurists among us, people who, you know, lean into what may lay ahead for us have been talking for many, many years about AI, artificial intelligence. And now it feels as though the door's open and AI in its probably more primitive forms have arrived and are starting to leave the technological womb. I guess that's probably the best way to say it. And so the only thing left for us is Terminator. Right. We've all seen the movie. And so it's coming. We should have been more careful. So uh, we saw a weird piece in, of all places, Christianity Today, and and the headline is this, Artificial Intelligence Can Preach and Sing, So Why Can't It Worship God? Now, that's very strange. Okay, so what they're using here early on is that there is a temple in Tokyo that is a hundred and, and, and with inside this temple, it has a 132 pound robot priest named Midmar that will give you a 25 minute sermon on Heart Sutra. Midmar's ability to preach suggests a near future where artificial intelligence robot broadly replace 
human religious stop leaders. It. Stop what you're saying. What? Mm-hmm. Wait, this robot. So this people are going in and listening to this robot talk it, to them? Right. It's a Buddhist temple. But now Christian churches, they're saying in this article, may soon be considering how AI and smart machines can shape their liturgies. One case in point is a Christian AI musician created by Marquis Boone Enterprises based on software algorithms. This AI Christian musician recognizes different patterns of songs and composes new ones through replication of the patterns. But here's the question. Does AI's ability to replicate religious services mean that it is capable of worship or leading religious gatherings. Okay, wait, wait. There are so many questions there. Mm -hmm. Back up to the musician, to the Christian musician. (laughs) Yeah, the AI. The AI Christian musician. Yeah. Okay, like like life isn't hard enough for professional musicians. Now they've got a a robot. Right, now they're competing against the robot. Hey, your gig's over. Well, we hired... uh, Exactly. They've been competing against the TV that's in the same room as as what they're playing. They can be disc jockeys and talk show hosts, too. Oh, they... Coming soon, right? Yep, exactly. Right, there we go. Right, so so basically it's the end of the world as we know it. Pretty much so. I mean, the You're melting... Fired. Oh, we are fine. We're leaving. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I'm a little more brutal than I expected. Maybe the, maybe the two robots will be funnier. There we are on air. I wonder, I, I guess, can you... Pro- I mean, she can do anything now. You program I, humor? Okay, okay, but, well, maybe. But let's talk about programming preaching. So, what, so you're going to put, like... Name your favorite theologian. You're going to put all the works of mm-hmm. John right, Calvin right, right. in a robot, and right. it's just going Here's to C.S. Lewis. It's going to spit out. So the the bigger question is: If you don't know God, how can you preach about God? Because a machine doesn't know God. A machine doesn't know Jesus. Right. So how do you preach effectively? Well, that That's would be ta- crazy, that would crazy. be talking, but that wouldn't be preaching, right? No, no. Or is it? Why, because it's saying something true, then that would mean it was preaching? Yeah. Maybe you would have like the greatest preacher in the history of preaching coming from a robot. Because it's consumed all the great sermons, so I'm going to replicate that. No, Armageddon's around the corner. Mm. This is unthinkable. It can't be. uh, So we can have the AI worship leader and we could have the AI preacher. Yep. And then you can all make your donation versus your EFT, uh, via your EFT. Mm Mm-hmm. Apple Pay. I, I don't know. There's... You can Apple Pay us on the way out, you guys. Just right. scan this. Does do, do those things bother you in church? Like, do, do you give electronically? Yes. Does that bother you? Yes. Does it? Mm-hmm. There's something about, I miss the passing of the plate, right? It's, a, it's almost like communion in a way. I'm not saying it is the same thing, but it's a communal thing, act yeah. of giving together. Like we come together for the wine and the bread, we come together to to give, and it's just it's not, not like you know it's a show or anything. It's just there we are all together supporting something that we love. So I do. I miss- agree. I agree. Before COVID, and of course COVID killed the offering plate. Yeah. Okay, but before COVID hit, um, a lot of people in the church I go to had moved to the electronic funds transfer. It's very the easy. EFT, right. It's very convenient, and you don't forget. No, it's right? there. So the church can count on the money. Monthly, and they know I know that money's coming. coming out. Right, so I, I'm fine with that. But we were still passing the offering plates, right? But 
It oh, would, it was sad. It was, it was sad. It would go by you, and it'd right. be like you know, thirty-three cents, exactly. and you go, oh, "I'm so sorry." I, it yeah. just seems wrong. Or, or I, I think that for well, that our church, you could put a prayer request in, so there'd be oh, like so there'd a, be something in there, a couple of pieces of paper floating by, <laughs> you know. I, uh, I don't know. It's the whole thing is. It so the offering plates are gone for good. I don't you think so? I. At my church, I, yeah, it's gone. They sit in the back of the, you know. And they're just there in, in case you want to. A spittoon. Right. throw Or throw a ten in on your way out or something. Uh, no. Or people well, aren't they, doing that either. No. I mean, there's an announcement. Hey, you know, we, we do this, but, you know, as you leave, you might want to, you know, pony up or something. I, I don't know. Look, even though it seems things seem like chaos, these are adjustments that what will about be sorted screens? out. What about screens? Do you have a hard time with song lyrics on screens or the Bible passages on screens? Does that bother you? No, I'm fine with that. I I, I do prefer the hymnal. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at the music? Well, you know, it's kind of like holding. When I read the hymnal, I think about everybody else before me who's oh. also read the hymnal or, yeah. you know, singing from the same. And, you know, thousands and yeah. thousands of notes have yep. sprung from that book that I'm now part of. And so the screen seems antiseptic. Everything feels antiseptic. I guess that's my point. Look at you opening the hymn book, and all of a sudden you're having like an existential well, moment. Well, don't you? You don't feel that way? No, I never thought that, but oh. now that I you said that, yeah, that's actually a really wonderful mm-hmm. point, and I'm. I hesitate to say it, but I'm grateful for it. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, please. All right, very nice. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and we do come back from Grow City College. Uh, we are going to talk uh, in just a few minutes with Paul McNulty, who's the president, about peacemaking as a distinctive work of Christian education. That's next on The Ride Home. Well, it's hard to believe it's the waning days of August, so fall can't be far behind. And, of course, uh, fall on the farm is always chock full of good stuff. Here to talk to us about the spring house and the farm is Marsha. Hey, Marsh. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Marsha, is it too early to start thinking about fall? Definitely not. I see there's some orange on the pumpkins already, mm. and the corn stalks look beautiful. We have to hurry and snag them before Sam chops them all up for the cows. <laughs> and <laughs> and then we'll have um, – we don't have it yet, but we're getting ready for it to be picked. Um, gourds and um, all the different squash that you can get in the fall. So we'll be featuring that soon on our menu and on, on our middle table out there in the store. But what we do have online is our um, pumpkin patch hay rides for groups. And I know a lot of teachers and um, Boy Scout or Girl Scout troops like to sign up for that kind of thing. And we can give them a ride out to the pumpkin patch where they can pick a pumpkin. And we'll have all kinds of fun things for them to do out there, too, along with a corn maze, which looks really big this year. And wow. <laughs> no child left behind the corn maze. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we're really getting excited about fall. We're adding a couple new things this year. And so it's a great time to start thinking about that. People can hop online and check out. Um, ticket spice from our website and it'll tell all about what we've got going on. Fabulous. Terrific. For all the details, springhousemarket.com. Springhousemarket.com. Thank you, Marsh. Thanks. Nice to talk to you, everybody. You as well. 101.5 WORD. You could win a four-day trip to America Fest 2022 in Phoenix this December to join Charlie Kirk and other conservative speakers. Learn how to defend your God-given rights. Winners receive flights, hotel, rental car, and VIP tickets to AmFest 2022. When you enter, you'll receive a PDF download of the Unashamed and Unafraid Challenge, a five-day study to grow your understanding of your calling to biblical citizenship. Sign up now at wordfm.com slash America. 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. We are, in this country, so incredibly divisive. I mean, the least little thing. I mean, there is some reason why we are divisive, of course, right? And there is a reckoning which is also a good thing to be looked at. We need this. But man, oh man, we are so splintered. I I, I just don't think I've ever seen a time. And I I grew up, you know, in, in the 60s when you felt like the country was falling apart. This has a different feel to it, but it's similar in its in its heft, in its weight, in its craziness. It does feel a little crazy here. I mean, how do we prioritize unity in our lives, especially as followers of Jesus? Well, Paul McNulty is back with us. Paul's been a regular guest on our show. He is the ninth president of Grove City College. And Paul has spent 30 years before he came to Grove City College in the capital of divisiveness, which is Washington, D.C., where he was the deputy attorney general, the second in command at the United States Department of Justice, joins us now to talk about to prioritize unity in our lives. Paul, welcome back. Thanks, John. It's good to be back with you. So I think John set it up well, Paul. Uh, You know what divisiveness looks like after your decades in D.C. Uh, Talk about what it was like to navigate that, and then some thoughts on how you see this current era that we're all in. Well, when I started, Kathy, back in Washington in the early 80s, it was a much different place than it is now. Um, there were a lot of people who came to work every day looking to solve problems, and people got along, generally speaking, across the aisle from each other. It was just a much more of a, a bipartisan time. And, and there was some real um, you know, conflict over Ronald Reagan's agenda and Tip O'Neill leading on the Democrats on the House side and so forth. But I just sort of came of age professionally at a time when there was more collaboration. And then over the years, I saw this slowly changing, but um, it really stayed the same for a long stretch. We had the Clinton impeachment. I was very involved in that personally. That was um, pretty tough. But then again, I saw a lot of people coming back together again to try to, um, you know, work towards solutions. I'm so glad I'm not in Washington. It's, this is my ninth year at Grove City, and so as I look at what's going on there now, I don't know if I could have 
I could be taking it. It's just um, not a place for people who, you know, care about um, unity and um, a a, a kind of collaboration that's necessary in order to serve people well. Right. Now, Paul, you've seen divisiveness, of course, in your professional career, and it feels as though no place is immune from divisiveness. Certainly, you know, uh, it's in the workplace. It's I know it's at Grove City College. So how do you prioritize unity when you talk to your students, especially as a peacemaker being a follower of Jesus? Yeah, so um, we see this in the church, and it's heartbreaking. And um, every summer, I kind of get ready for the new school year, and I start to think about what theme do I really want to hit hard when I have opportunities to speak to students and faculty, and then we have an opening convocation, which just occurred this week on Wednesday. And I was really struck by the, um, the, the need to talk about peacemaking, we have a very wonderful campus. I mean, it's really a kind of a break from a lot of what we see in culture. Uh, people are warm, friendly, a lot of kindness. And yet, as you say, we're not immune from it. And unless we are on our guard, it could disrupt what is a real blessed community. So I thought it was important to speak to it directly. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at a lot of scripture and did a lot of reading. And um, my message has been that peacemaking is something that we are called to as Christians. We have no option if we're followers of Jesus mm-hmm. but to love peace, to be people of love, and it has to be very practical. It has to affect the way in which we communicate, how we engage in uh, with each other and, and manage our disputes. Paul, uh, you were kind enough to forward us a copy of your convocation address um, which I thought was really well done, um, and it sounded like you talking. Like even though I was reading the text, I could hear your voice in it. I know it's from your heart um, that you long to keep Grove City as a community of people who are intellectually rigorous and can have disagreements, and yet it doesn't descend into the type of vicious behavior that especially we see in social media. You brought up social media in particular um, as a place that we shouldn't spend a lot of time, I think is what you said. Um, So so talk about how you see that, because this, I mean, it seems like a large percentage of the country almost exists more in social media than in, in actual discourse or discussion. Right. I mean, when we think about social media, on the one hand, it could be just a place where we post pictures of our family, and that's a nice thing. But really what we're talking about here is this edgy, um, combative, shoot-from-the-hip, unmeasured speech that social media really encourages. Uh, The way that, um, you know, Twitter um, is sort of uh, known to be. And in my view, it's so contrary to the way in which God has called us to communicate. Um, We are called to be people who pick our words carefully, and they should be measured, and they should be charitable. And um, you're not going to get many followers uh, on uh, social media if that's the way you speak. And so there's this incentive to have this edge. I call it a digital hardball, where you're just, um, you know, trying to uh, stir the pot, get people to react quickly. And Christians need to um, be very convicted about whether or not they're going to engage that way. And in a community such as this, if we look to that form of expression, 
it's going to be counter to this this peacemaking call. So that's one thing I sort of called out, and um, I think we have to really be on our guard about that. That's good. And, and Paul, within that, you, you had said that community is a verb. I mean, certainly it's a noun, but a, a, as the community is a verb, then there is action, movement, conversation, something good has to come from peacemaking within that community. That's right. Yeah, I was a little worried about my English professors rolling their eyes when I said it's more of a verb. Uh, so they, <laughs> a tough audience when you're talking I'm to sure. scholars, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, the idea here is that community is, gets thrown around yep. a lot. In fact, I did a convocation talk about this a couple of years ago. And uh, it's just a, it's a word used everywhere now. And that's, in one sense, good, because it means we're conscientious about the idea that we are connected together in so many different ways. But it has to have an intentionality to it. There has to be um, a commitment to a, a set of convictions that will guide our participation in the community. And um, I'm very thankful that by the blessings of the Holy Spirit, our campus has um, that kind of intentionality uh, to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, the the thing I was really struck by this summer was my reading in the Gospel of John that Jesus is tying our unity to the success of the Gospel. And of all the things that, that uh, he could be charging his disciples with at the end, he's saying, stick together, because by loving each other, it's going to demonstrate to the world that you're my disciples. And the more you think about that, the more convicted we become that our witness is compromised by all of this disunity and, and lack of love for one another. Paul McNulty is with us, ninth president of Grove City College. Um, Paul, in your uh, convocation address, I, I appreciated the the language that you used because you said that the way society is working right now, this type of um, of angry language and it could be angry action as well but particularly angry language is a genuine threat to the harmony of your community and um, I appreciate that because I think that we can talk about language in a way that's like well negative language isn't great but you know I mean some it's just language it's kind of thing you have to live with this is these are the times but but you've labeled it a genuine threat and you look at something that's a genuine threat in a different way than you look at something that's just uh, a thing you have to live with. Yes, exactly. A genuine threat is something that with, if you don't manage it, um, then you're going to have a serious problem. And uh, what I think's happened is we've given a pass for some reason. We've just become tolerant of leaders who, um, who who don't have a regard for the use of words in a constructive way, but are more destructive of language, and it, it's just become you know common to our culture. And some of the things that we see are just shocking, frankly, even just compared to you know five years ago in the yes. way in which um, leaders speak. And um, this is another sort of burden I have is that leaders model. Um, engagement with one another, yep. and they'll, people will pick up on how to speak just by the way in which they hear a leader yep. speak. Yeah. And so I want the campus to hear that. I want the campus to believe that leaving here and going into the world, being a Grove City College graduate, means speaking and acting 
in a way that is uh, a blessing to a community and brings people together and promotes peace rather than uh, tears people apart. How do you do that, though? I mean, because you're not going to change the strength of the opinions that the students have or the strength of the opinions of their parents um, because right. every student is a product of the home that they are from um, and we're all a product of the homes we're from. So how do you, uh, how, if we can't change the strength of opinion, then how do you, re- how do you reinforce this? How do you feel like this? Is it, is it through modeling? Is it through, how does it happen? Well, you know, you, you make an interesting point about strength of opinion and how it relates to communication. So there's this misconception uh, that if we speak with measured tone, that we're also um, indifferent um, uh, as a matter of opinion yeah. and conviction. And those two things do not follow. I think um, if you look at Ronald Reagan, for example, uh, Ronald Reagan was probably one of the most uh, principled in terms of his convictions of a conservative leader that we've seen in our lifetime. And yet, um, the way in which he expressed himself was um, intentionally um, uh, constructive and uh, had a, a kind of a, a warmth to it that actually helped make his ideas and uh, invite people to um, you know, dialogue more constructively. So I think we have to teach students to distinguish between strong convictions, which is fine, and the way we go communicating those things to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's done through, you know, role models and um, talking about that very subject. Right. And interestingly, if you're, if you, um, if you are really set in your convictions, you should be less threatened by disagreements. You should be ready to have them be tested because, you know, you have confidence in, in, in what you believe and you don't need to, you know, shout out or cancel or do the kinds of things we see today when people run into disagreement. Right. And, and, you know, even even amongst us, even amongst believers who know Jesus, we say we know Jesus, we pray, you study, you think, you know, to know that we are in some ways the face of Christ, the imitation of Christ in our daily life, to to go out, to start our day, to live throughout our day, to live in peace, and to be that model. We often do, you know, we turn against ourselves personally, right? Just personally, I hate myself because of X. I don't think well of my myself. So I do a poor job of communicating peace of Christ if I'm at odds against myself. And then, of course, feeding into the community, uh, what service am I am to the community if I'm against myself? It just... It's like a house of cards, Paul, that falls in on itself. And somehow, uh, you know, especially I believe, you know, your position at a Grove City to be that person who signals what well, all the Gospels talk about living in peace. So how do we find ourselves back into that, that daily wash to be a peaceful person? Yeah, well, there's a lot of anger. And I think anger is, um, in many cases, somewhat understood and or justified when when we lose our trust in leadership, um, coming out of the pandemic, there's um, it's sort of a, an added layer of frustration and anger that we run into regularly. And and so one of the questions is how people manage those feelings and frustrations. And there's been too much uh, sort of acceptance um, of the, um, uh, the form of expression of that anger. 
that 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 the that, that they're justified. There's a sort of a uh, appropriateness to speaking um, and to um, dividing people in the way in which we engage on you know these subjects. And um, you know, Christ definitely models for us the um, the priority of love and peace in the midst of a very divided uh, world in which he lived. And um, and while he was, you know, direct with the Pharisees and those who were uh, false religious teachers, um, he, he was um, consistently caring and loving towards um, the body of Christ, I mean, the, the followers of Christ, uh, the, his own his own disciples. And that's and that's a distinction. We, at the very least, we need to be able to get uh, uh, clearer about and, and uh, committed to. Well, Paul, um, our very best to you, to all the student body, all the faculty up at Grove City. Um, we pray that God blesses you with a lot of uh, honest conversation. Wisdom and peace. And peacemaking. Mm-hmm. Now, thank you very much. It's wonderful talking to you. And by the way, we had Katie Rose, Kathy's daughter, as one of the scripture readers in the service. And she did a beautiful job of helping me get out a ton of Bible verses in the midst of the talk. Yeah, well, you know what? First of all, she said it was an honor to be a part of it. But second of all, you picked so many wonderful things. I mean, when you start talking about something and look at what the Scripture says about it, I mean, it's hard to know. It it is a flood. And so I very much much appreciated your commitment to that. Thank you, Paul. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You you as well. Paul McNulty, he's the uh, president of Grove City College talking about what it is to be a person of peace in community in these Man, we, rancorous we times. That? Surely can. We'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, the Weekend Review, no, not that a, far away. There's a pet python on the loose. Oh, just want to take it for a walk. I think it's a one parkway center. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero. Zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. It was 2018 when Molotov cocktails crashed through the windows of a church in Kyrgyzstan, charring most everything inside. But on top of the still smoldering altar the next day, there remained an open Bible, completely unscathed. Perhaps it was open to the words of 2 Corinthians 4, We are pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed therefore we do not lose heart join me in praying for the safe delivery of bibles in hostile and restricted nations just six dollars sends a bible to a persecuted believer call 800-279-1969 that's 800-279-1969 or click on the voice of the martyrs banner at wordfm.com 
I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. She was 27 years old. She took the gun that my grandfather had given her for self-defense. She never got to see her son grow up to be anything because she had easy access to a gun. I've been robbed of that relationship. 63 Americans a day die by gun suicide. With safe gun storage, we can give our loved ones a second chance at life. Learn more at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Expect a thunderstorm around this evening, then areas of fog late. It will be humid with a nighttime low of 63. Areas of morning fog tomorrow. Otherwise, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 81. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 63. Mostly sunny skies for Sunday. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Kath, I know you like a weird pet story. Or an animal story. Yeah, weird animal story. Well, here's a local animal story that's very weird. Duquesne police are asking residents to be on the lookout for a pet python that has escaped from its owners. The white snake, which is between 5 and 7 feet long, went missing Thursday near the 800 block of State Street in Duquesne while its owners were out for a walk. So they went out for a walk, came back, and the python... No, no, no. Like they took the snake with them on a walk. Come on. That's that's how I read it. Police are warning residents to be cautious while in the area where the snake was last seen. Uh, apparently, pythons are non-venomous, but they can be dangerous because they are constrictors, according to the no U.S. Geological kidding. Survey. The federal agency says that human fatalities from constrictors are very rare. One or two deaths reported a year worldwide. Oh, so that's no big deal. Police are warning residents not to approach the snake if they see it. Sightings should be reported by calling police. If there's no answer, leave a detailed message. So are you saying, <laughs> leave a detailed message. Call the police, leave a, there's leave no a ment- detailed message. Are you saying that these two people took the python out for a walk? That can't be. That's how I read it. That can't be. And somehow they like lost it? Well, up because the python's like uh, moving faster than them. Now, so you're saying, see, I didn't think of this. They went for a walk and came back and the snake was missing. Yes. I guess maybe that makes a little more sense, but I'm thinking like they took it out for a walk. Like, let's go for like you're taking your dog for a walk. No, you can't take your snake for a well, walk. I, people, I'm sure people do that. People take their what? Can't. Who's doing that? I don't know. Someone who lost their snake apparently. <laughs> Just saying. I. Okay. It's very very weird. If I saw a python, oh, I'd lose my because not only are they kind of they are the creepy. kind of dangerous, but. The way they present themselves, mm. I'd have a heart attack. I don't want to touch it, see it, know it. No thanks. One hundred one point five W O R D, where things are really cooking, as well as baking, frying, and grilling. 
Got a favorite recipe you'd like to share? A longtime favorite family recipe. It could win you a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. If you love being around a hot stove. Being in the kitchen cooking, I really love that. Enter the Your Favorite Recipe sweepstakes today. Not only could you win lots of new cookware and cutlery, but your recipe could be published. Just go to wordfm.com slash yummy. That's wordfm.com slash yummy. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Redaction. Justice mm-hmm. Department. Yep. Right. What do you think? Locally. Locally. Steeler quarterback. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Last preseason game is on Sunday. Who's your guy? I think it has to be Trubisky. Yeah, me too. Okay. Right. What was a conversation that made you think? Well, the obvious thing would be our conversation with Jerry Boyer. I mean, that was a really, really... That was yesterday at 410. Yeah. But I I keep on going back to this. I think about this often, is our conversation with the people from Water Mission. I mean, I I can't help but every time I go to the faucet now to think about the preciousness of water. Mm -hmm. I just do. Yeah. What about you? I I actually thought 
I've thought about both of those things. I actually today also really enjoyed our conversations with, with Paul McNulty and Andy Masick. Mm-hmm. So those are also in the running. Um, but I think I would give it to our conversation with our outgoing producer yesterday, Christy, uh, at 530. Oh, yeah. I mean, we laughed a lot. Yeah. But there were a couple things she said that really made me think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I would... I appreciated that. So I think I'd give the nod to that. Yeah. What's interesting about Christy is that, you know, she came in here when she was 27 years old and her influ- our influence on each other, I think, to, at least to me, was profound. Mm-hmm. I think From so both too. sides. Yeah. Um, which is really cool about relationships. It, it, it defies age and class. And when you really get to know somebody, it's really interesting how we you know, sort of rub off on each other. If you miss any of those segments, you can also contact our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. They're at home with mm-hmm. John and Kathy. What did you eat? My wife does this thing. She calls it non-pizza. So oh. the kids are gone, so we're doing like really big. So you know what non is, yep. right? And you buy them like in a, I don't know, a nine pack or something like that. She gets non. She puts pesto from the jar that we get at Costco, which is fabulous. And then we do, we cut up peppers, mozzarella cheese, kalamata onions, kalamata onions, and some pepperoni or something. Put it in the oven at 400 for 13 minutes. It's fabulous. It's excellent. It is. And it's very cheap Mm -hmm. too, right? It's delicious. Good to go. Okay, here's another thing that's cheap and delicious. Trader Joe's. Everything but the bagel Greek style yogurt dip. <laughs> Listen to me. What? People, stop what you're doing. Really? I tried this for the first time this week. I think it's better than onion dip. Really? I loved it. It is so good. It's so it's Greek yogurt, but you would never know that. It tastes sour creamish, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sesame seeds, salt, poppy seeds, garlic, onion. Mm-hmm. It is so delicious. Do you? How do you serve it? So I ate it with pita chips because that's what oh, I had. Sure, sure, but sure. you could do it with a pretzel, with okay, any yeah. chips, whatever you want to do. You could do vegetables in there. What's it called again? It's everything but the bagel, Greek style yogurt dip hmm. from Trader Joe's. I give it a ten. Well, I tried that. Okay, very good. What did you watch? Uh, I've been watching weirdly, oddly enough, on Hulu, a new series. It's only eight parts. It's called Mike, and it is the Mike Tyson story. What? Yeah. Now, Mike Tyson, uh, you know, I grew up with Mike Tyson, you know, in the 80s, you know, watching this young kid come out of nowhere. And I'm telling you, I mean, what a vicious fighter this guy was. I mean, a world champion. His story, though, is fascinating to me, face tattoo notwithstanding. I mean, last year, Mike Tyson was on Broadway. Which... Listen, I can't buy. No, I okay. can't. A hundred percent. All right. I mean, I've heard that it's it's a good show, but it I, is a good I show. can't get my head around He's that. He's a fascinating guy. So last night I sat down and I was not expecting this. I saw this and I go, I got to watch this. I watched two episodes. I was sucked in right away. I can't wait to go back for more. What? Yeah, it's wild. Okay. Uh, I am so deep into For All Mankind. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Which is uh, produced by Apple. It is so good. It is. Uh, I mean, I've had people tell me about this show for the last, I don't know how long. This is its third season. I told you, and then I stopped watching. You, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how you could stop watching. Because it's it, soap opera. It, but it's not only, if you love NASA mm-hmm. and you love the exploration of space, this is the this is the story. Yeah, I know. I can't, you have to, it's, it's like made for you. Yeah. And I have to say that the, the effects 
the it's just it's spectacular mm-hmm. how it's done. It is really now. This is not for kids. Yeah. I will tell you that it's not for kids. But it is. <laughs> Neither is Mike. Ex- yeah, <laughs> yeah <I laughs> just bet. saying that exactly. Neither one of these are for kids. But yeah. man, if you're interested in the space program or you just want a riveting story that's going to make you think about things that you had never thought about before. Try for all Next mankind. Wait, is this is a sidebar. 8.30 Monday morning. Right. Artemis. Yep. NASA is going to fire it up. And let me tell you, I look totally differently at that of course launch you do. after watching yeah. the show. Because, right. yeah, okay. What hacked you off? Uh, I took my kid back to college, and uh, before I dropped them, off, dropped them off, I said, "What you want, you want to get something needy? He's like, yeah. <laughs> he said, "Let." we were like close by. Let's go to this Olive Garden. Okay, fine. We went into Olive Garden. People were so, around us were so impatiently rude to our server. Oh, I can't stand. Doesn't that I'm make like, you uncomfortable? What the heck? People, I mean, everyone's. I believe most people are trying their best, especially if you're a server. Right. That hacked me off so much. I mean, really, I wanted to leave the lady, you know, our, our server like five hundred dollars just because you had to put up with the craziness That's from other horrible. people who were so mean to her. Be kind to your server. I know. What it's do a you different think? area that we're living in right now. These people are trying hard. Anyway, that really hacked me. That off. That hacked me off too, and I wasn't even there. Um, the uh, news story today about Nancy Pelosi's husband, who was pulled over for DUI, Good gravy. and then of course tried to flash his like He's you know yeah, yeah. his you know country pol- club his police association you know card so he could like get off easily. Look, it's not about the fact Pelosi. that his last name is Pelosi. I the fact that any person gets behind a wheel of a car after drinking alcohol. It, I'm telling you, it should be one strike and you're out. Mm. I have zero patience with anyone who has a DUI. Well, if you drink, story, do not drive, especially in the era of Uber and Lyft and every other opportunity we have. No, Not one human being should ever get behind the wheel of a car after having alcohol or weed. What have you been thing. listening to? Okay, so Man, I, get, I got so upset about sure did, this. Yeah. Hacks me off. Little, little soapbox there. Jeez. You know how you get things stuck in your ear, right? I do. So the earworm, you mean? Yeah, I get this, and so then I walk around the house singing half of the lyrics. Are you going to play this so that we have the same problem? No, because you, you'll. I know, I know your reaction to this, but this is uh, what. But I've been listening to because it gets stuck in my head, and if I heard this once this week, no exaggeration, I've played this fifty times. Once there was a way Oh To get back homeward Once there was a way It's a good song To get back home That's a beautiful line there Sleep pretty darling Do not cry And I will sing a lullaby isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. It is. And then it cranks into something else. That's the Beatles from Abbey Road, which I love it. And I, I do not understand. I don't even like the Beatles. And I, I, really, I really do. I know. I listen to that. that. I listen to the Beatles now. And I think, and, I'm, and as I'm listening to the Beatles, I'm now engaged in a conversation with you, refuting your criticism <laughs> of their greatness. My work here is done. That's, there you go. Um, okay. So this week, I have been thinking a lot, actually, about what we talked to Paul McNulty about, uh, just about how acrimonious everything is. Yeah. How, anyway, this song came on. This is a Wolfpack, which you know is one of my favorite bands. This is from their live at Madison Square Garden concert, which you can watch on YouTube. Um, that came out maybe I don't know. They did it maybe three years ago. Um, anyway, this is what I've been listening to. Till I met you, 
hard way, learning the hard way, learning the hard way to be true. Now I'm learning the hard way. Ooh. Birds of feather, we rock together. And if we got a problem, we talk together. So I take down south, escape the battle weather. Fabulous. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it sure is. Bullpeck. Mm-hmm. Very cool. If you got a problem, you talk together. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, hard to believe. Imagine that. What was the best news you heard this week? <clears throat> My sister-in-law, Susan Vandover, who lives in Aberdeen, South Dakota, she truly is a walking medical miracle. Susan went blind from childhood diabetes when she was 21. She's 65 years of age. Her medical history could fill a warehouse. And she's always, since I've been married to my wife, no exaggeration, we have talked about Susan, we, we, here's, we say, Susan's going to die. If I've said that once, I've said it 30 times. It happened this week again, where she was flown from Aberdeen, South Dakota, life flighted to Sioux Falls. We thought, we said, we're praying for Susan, she's going to die. Today, we talked to Susan. She's out of intensive care. Right. She's back on the mend. She's oh coming my back. Gosh. I mean, it's an incredible thing. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. She's fabulous, and oh, she's a great... We love you, Susan. Oh, we do. She loves God. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Um, the best news I heard this week is that, um, you know, my younger daughter's just been really stressing. She's a, in the middle of, her, of college, and people are starting to tell her about how important an internship is, and she's just, you know, super stressed about it. Anyway, she landed herself an internship last night. Fabulous. So um, I just think that that's terrific news. Kind of takes the anxiety off of her. and Gives her wings. We all rejoice. Amen. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. We can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse, it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Springhouse and help us celebrate. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 
When you're in college, sleep is important, but thanks to your studies and busy schedule, you might not be getting as much rest as you need. That old mattress you've had since you were a kid, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses, including twin extra long, to suit every comfort preference and to fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an OMF store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. All right, things to do in and about the city of Pittsburgh this weekend. Got a few things. The Tiny House Roadshow, which is uh, the reuse box truck, is making a stop at um, Construction Junction. Been there? Sure. Yep. Many have I been there. The event is to promote the value of reusing materials that would otherwise end up in landfills. I love that. I love Construction Junction. Uh, also, uh, there's an art fair on Walnut Street in Shady Side. And uh, Pittsburgh Veg Fest, a celebration of the vegan lifestyle, set for 11 o'clock to 5 o'clock Saturday in Allegheny Commons Park on the north side. Okay. The Pittsburgh Art Jam is planned for 6 to 10 on Saturday evening at the Sleeping Octopus, a historic mansion uh, hosting activities at 1600 Wood Street in Wilkinsburg. Okay. And Bike Pittsburgh will host the 29th annual UPMC Health Pedal Pittsburgh, the ride from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. Sunday. And where's that, does it say? Uh, it starts at uh, the um, uh, beginning and ending Southside Riverfront Park. Okay. I did the first one 29 years ago. It's cool because they close, I mean, they close the HOV lanes. Right. You know, and so you ride your bike around They probably co- close a lot of streets that people are going to want to drive on, too. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just <laughs> that's, a, that's bike lanes, right? Also, uh, upsetting news today mm-hmm. that Oscar Meyer has decided to sell a frozen hot dog. Now, I don't mean a frozen hot dog like I shouldn't have said a frozen hot dog. It's a frozen hot dog popsicle. Okay. It, it wait, looks, a popsicle? It it's like on a stick. It looks like a popsicle and it has mustard on it. Okay, it looks, uh, but it has. A stick it. It, will it taste like a hot dog? Uh, yes, it is a frozen uh, pop that boasts boasts both refreshing and smoky umami notes of a hot dog, and topped with a mustard swirl. Okay, they put out an Instagram post. Oscar Mayer did yeah. a few months ago, and they kind of brought it up as a joke, mm-hmm. and people responded so well that they said, well, because of all the overwhelming fan excitement, we have to make this hot dog-inspired frozen pop a reality. Now, here's the thing. It's going to cost $2, but you can't get it in Pittsburgh, but you could get it in Long Beach, New York City, New Orleans, or Alpharetta, Georgia, which seems like a surprisingly (laughs) specific uh, list. Uh Anyway, um, Oscar Mayer is owned by Kraft Heinz, in case you're wondering. 
um, and people are eating less processed foods than they have in the past. So that's why they're throwing their attention to the popsicle. I'd give it a try. I mean, you? help. God help us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.